0: feel-good Friday. It's Thursday. Damn, I just hurt myself. I just hurt myself sitting here thinking that it's getting ready to be the weekend
1: tomorrow. It's not. Well, I mean, when people hear this, it'll be Friday evening when this no, comes out. It's not actually a feel-good Friday. Dang. Anyway. Close enough.
0: Anyhooser. We got some things to talk about, Philly, because we got a draft in the books. We've got... Mm-hmm. We've got uh, an integral part of the broad, uh, the uh, the Broad Street Bombers out here, back in the lineup, and we've got some Sixers playoffs to talk about. So, we obviously don't have anything to talk about with the Flyers. Really, nothing has happened. We will have something to talk about next week because the draft lottery is on Monday. So yeah. at least we will know, you know, where we fall in. in
1: Not gonna lie, I'm a little nervous. The, like, a Little nervous. Nurse getting the number one
0: pick is pretty freaking slim so there's really nothing to be nervous about <laughs> i can't help it i mean unless it's just oh you know the world hates philly so the likelihood of us slipping down is somehow likely but anyway so you will see how the uh how the lottery balls fall on monday and uh, then we'll talk about that next week but we are going to get started with your philadelphia phillies and um it's been an b- interesting start to the season. It's been a little, it's back and forth, is what it is. It's back and forth. It's up I feel and like down. Back and
1: forth is even, even a fucking understatement, dude. Put so since sen- I was well, just going to
0: say, if you would have told me, if you would have told either of us uh, after how last season went that we would have started the season 15 and 17, I'd be like, yeah, not likely. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: Here we are. <laughs> Here we yeah. freaking are. I mean, look, since the last podcast, uh, Phillies have went four and five. Um, it has been all uh for the most part. It's been away. I mean, they had the Seattle series that they won. I mean, they they won two out of three games. The Houston series they won two out of three games in Houston. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, but this real big one was this was the series that they lost against the Dodgers. And the reason why spanked in the last one, dude, all of them. So so here are the so here are the Phillies runs for each game. Four runs, one run, six runs.
0: Oh, it's not the last one I was thinking of, because the last one we actually lost 10-6. I was thinking of the (laughs) 13-1.
1: Nah. The Dodgers, 13 runs, 13 runs, 10 runs. Yeah. Dude. Fucking horrible, man. Now, we do have... It's just, dude, so much is happening when it comes down to Philadelphia and Boston right now. Yeah. (laughs) We got the Red Sox coming in um and they're it's gonna be at home just like the sixers part of the series so playing boston against boston right now, man. i love it i fucking love it but yeah man you got that happening you have those three games you got friday saturday sunday for boston stuff and then they have monday off and then they have a two-game series against the blue jays by that time you'll be hearing from us again yeah. But um yeah dude easily the biggest news that's been happening with the Phillies is that Bryce Harper is back after how many days? My man my man came back after like 170 something days which is like that's like record speed yeah. man. Yeah, he
0: had to had a little date with the old uh with the old Tommy John.
1: Yes. I mean he went ahead, he had the uh surgery done and then the rehab was going really really well and they said, "Hey, you're Let's clear? see what we look like for this. And then with everything going through, they said, yo, dude, you're clear. And it was like, okay, 159 days. There you go. I knew I had it.
0: Yeah. And he definitely showed up sooner than who was originally reported. That's for sure. Cause they were talking originally was about what July. Here...
1: No earliest was Memorial day. Earliest was around Memorial day is what okay. everybody thought Bryce was going to be coming back. So, I mean, having him back almost a month early. That's that's look, I'm not mad at that at all, dude. We need the bats. We definitely need the bats. It's just that at, we had a at, shitty yeah. time. <coughs> I'm sorry, we had a shitty time going up against L.A., unfortunately.
0: Yeah. at Fifteen and seventeen, you need all the help you can get. And Bryce Harper ain't just a little bit of help. So hopefully he gets back in there and, and you know, Phillies can turn this thing around because Lord knows there are plenty of games left.
1: Plenty. Absolutely. But yeah, man, wow. Phillies is short and sweet because they just—they're just looking like how they look. But yeah, it's now nothing
0: is nothing has really broken right the bat. Like you know, we're always clowning about how you know in in Philadelphia Phillies history we normally get you know one or the other. Either the bats are going and the pitching's not going, or you know the pitching's going and the bats aren't going. Right now, nothing's going. We're giving yeah. up a shitload of runs and we ain't scoring them. So right now, it just looks pretty ugly. But there is a lot of time to turn it around, and I think. With that in the rear view, we are gonna jump into some bird watching because we had a hell of a draft. We Amazing. had a hell of a draft, man. It man, usually when we say the rich get richer, we ain't talking about our own team. We're we're normally talking about how somebody else seemed to pull something off a you know, a Kansas City or a you know, any Boston team for that matter. That but is no, true. It's us. It's it's us this time. Howie Dunn pulled another master class. So why don't you fill the people in on what the what the Eagles did,
1: huh? Howie did a lot. When it comes down he's... to like, dr- I mean, throughout throughout the whole draft process. So mm-hmm. with all of the picks that the Eagles had, let me go ahead and tell y'all who they picked up. They traded up one with the Chicago Bears in order to get a player who was roughly considered the number one player in the draft. On a I mean, lot of people's
0: boards, he's the I mean, it's the just the fact one. that
1: he just wasn't a quarterback and most teams need quarterbacks right now. But Jalen Carter is now a Philadelphia Eagle. On top of that, we also got his teammate from the same side of the line, Nolan Smith, who's an outside linebacker from Georgia. Why, we got so him. Why don't
0: why don't we keep why don't we keep it in the in the first round for now, and, and then we'll move right. on. So let's dissect theirs right away. So Jalen Carter, like you said, he on, on a lot of people's boards, if not everybody's boards, just about he was the number one prospect. Now the reason he slipped, now of course, like Wes said, there there were plenty of teams that needed quarterback, so you knew you knew he wasn't going first. And you knew the likelihood... Well, you knew he wasn't going first. You knew he probably wasn't going to go second. Um, But another main reason as to why he slipped so far is the -the off-the-field stuff, which we, you know... We should bring up. Now, in the grand scheme of shit that we have seen, as far as off-the-field issues go, I'm kind of surprised that this scared as many people off as it did. So for anybody that doesn't know, very, very long story short, he was... I believe he was allegedly he was racing against some other car and the people in the other car unfortunately crashed and uh, two people died both, and two people passed away. Uh, Jalen was not hurt. Um, so like for people that are like out there, like directly calling this dude a murder, like he did not murder anybody. He didn't kill anybody. He made a stupid kid decision. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. I do not. You know, I do not. You know, uh, so one of the cool racing. things <laughs>
1: One of the cool things was, oh look, I don't. And coming from Philly to where that we, you know, what I mean, like, super prominent. It that's, is that's been all part fucking
0: of, over. We were around it when, when oh, we yeah. were younger. We had friends that did it, um. So I, I get it. So I didn't. With listening, it then. I don't do it now.
1: With listening to the New Heights podcast, right? You know what I mean. With the with the Kelsey brothers, uh, Jason talked about it. Jason talked about Jalen Carter and the Eagles acquiring him and everything, and even talked about the off the field stuff. Now, I like the way that he put this. Jason basically said that the way that the -the off-the-field stuff works for him, I mean, at least in Jason's mind, is that if it's if it's like a situational thing, he thinks that because of the people that are gonna be around Jalen, talking about Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, you know what I mean, Asan Reddick. He's 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 gonna be around a Yeah, he dude because he he needs a culture change. He needs a culture change and our our defensive line and our defensive core is very, very tight-knit. So I am not surprised at all to think that like Brandon Graham will take him under his wing our, and stuff bro, like our, that.
0: Our whole locker room is filled with dogs that do it the right way. Yes. You know what I mean? We don't have that. To As far as I can remember right now, as far as who's currently on our team, we don't have any of that off-the-field shit. Everybody's got their head on straight.
1: No, nah, things, uh, have been, things have been smooth. Yeah,
0: yeah, if there's any, if there's any locker room for him to walk into that can get him to leave all that bullshit on the side and just be about his bag and about football, it's it's a, uh, it's the Eagles. And and you know what? If that's you know if it, this is a big win. If uh, if we can oh get him yeah. on that path because the dude is a stud. And I know a lot of people had stuff to say because he showed up on his pro day out of like out of shape, seemingly disinterested was kind of just going through the motions so he didn't really jump off the page at anyone in his pro day but anyone that had seen him play uh knows 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 if you heard
1: about him with the combine right when the combine was happening right before it was like a day before like I mean defensive tackles and all them were supposed to go is when the uh warrant went out for his arrest yeah with everything that that happened with that car accident so he flew down to handle the warrant, got everything situated, and then flew back to handle his business at the combine. Yeah. Now, yes, I agree. When it comes down to character, what happened with that unfortunate situation is obviously sad. But if his first inkling is to, I mean, whether he was told to do this or, or did it on his own, regardless. To handle his responsibility. responsibility, Handle this serious business first and then come back to the game. Yeah. You know don't, I'm be, like,
0: don't be trying to find a way to have your people push that shit to the back burner so uh-oh. you can show up and show yeah. out to the combine and then go back. Nah. Like, no, you made, you know, a, again, like there is a real world apart from sports, Spor- like sports is is your job and it's a game. This like we're talking about some serious business. And I'm glad that and like you said, whether he was told to, whether he chose to on his own, you know, is what it is. I'm, I'm just glad that that he handled that. And And you know what? If people really put that much stock into how he showed up at his combine. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, because <laughs> he ended up with us. So. And uh, so, moving off of him, and let's go to another dog, Nolan Smith. Now, as shocked as I was that Jalen Carter slipped to nine, is as shocked as I was that Nolan Smith dropped to 30 because he's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> he's a beast. Talking about
1: 6'2, six, six two, 238 pound outside linebacker. Dude had 16 tackles, two and a half sacks. You know what I mean, during the during the NFL or during the NCAA season. I'm, just look, man, I'm not you, mad at this at all. Like, just to show you how
0: freakishly athletic this dude is, I'm I'm texting you a picture right now, Wes, because this came out right after he was drafted. If Nolan Smith, I don't know if you would seen this. If if you have, then then by all means. But uh, if he was a wide receiver, he would be graded and rated the most athletic wide receiver of the last 35 years. Those were that was his shit right there. So Wes Wes is looking right now at his at uh, some of the grades from
1: um his you know, relative the combo. athletic yeah. score. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we're talking about bench, vertical, composite broad... size grade to great. His heights, you know what I mean? He's in that eighth percentile, his weight he's in that ninth percentile. He's considered elite when it comes down to his explosive grades, and he oh. is considered elite when it comes down to the composite speed grades. Yeah, a, four, a basically a sub four four forty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like his forty yard is, dash four point three was that three or three eight? I believe. Yeah, four point three nine. Yeah, um, man, that's that's less is, than a, less than a second and a half to get ten yards. Yes. That's actually, te- Dude, that's fucking terrifying. That is absolutely <laughs> terrifying. That is scary well, that's scary shit.
0: Every- that's everybody else's problem. <laughs> that's God, everybody else's man, problem that now. is scary as hell. It's, it's it's so crazy that you go in back-to-back drafts, you go Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, and then you go Jalen Carter, uh, Nolan Smith. So now moving forward, you have a path when Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, you know, when these guys... You know, when these guys finally go, you literally are just boop, boop, <laughs> like the next mm-hmm. crop right on in there and an elite crop at that because you not only not only do you have an elite crop of guys, you have an elite crop of guys that are used to playing alongside one another. There you go. How often do you get that? How often do you literally usher,
1: usher in the entire line from one team to the pro team? <laughs> it doesn't yeah, generally You're happen talking about often. three guys, three guys that got drafted. Um, coming coming to georgia from this draft and then from the season i mean one or two before. seasons before you know what i mean two from yes there. <laughs> i like it i like it a lot that's
0: that's it's that's bananas so that that was a fantastic amazing fantastic first, first, round. first round and and all i'm pretty sure all howie gave up uh was a was a fourth right to move up to nine
1: uh yeah it was a fourth round pick for next year it was a fourth round. It was yeah, you're right. for twenty.
0: fourth round pick for next year, but I'm sure you're going to get into it. But I'm pretty sure, as smart as how he is, he had like a contingency plan with one, it was either one of the trades we did or whatever that we may end up getting a pick on the back end that could supplement the pick that we gave up to move up to nine. I don't remember if it was in the Dion, I don't remember if it was in the Swift. One of the trades that we're going to talk about coming up. I, I'm not sure, but uh, how he's <laughs> it's just a fucking masterclass, bro. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I don't know. if Did I send
1: you the picture of, of how he is Thanos? <laughs> no, you did not. But that sounds absolutely hilarious.
0: I'm going to send you this right now. <laughs> All
1: right. So um, I'll break down the rest of the draft. So with the rest of the rounds, we didn't have anything in the second round. But we had two picks back to back in the third. We got Tyler Steen, who is an offensive tackle from Alabama. And then we got Sidney Brown, who is a safety from Illinois. The Sidney like Brown pick, right one is much. a really big. I mean, a lot of people are really happy yeah. with that pick. Yeah. Uh, fourth round. We have the I mean, the the last Georgia Bulldog of for us for the draft. I'll put it that way. Uh, <laughs> Kelly Ringo. And then you have Tanner McKee, who's a quarterback from Stanford. You got to bring the smarts in at least a little bit. Yeah. And then. <laughs> right. Uh, man. Hopefully we All don't right.
0: have to see him play for a very long time. <laughs> right.
1: <whatsoever. laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> I'm actually yes, kind of hoping this guy has a better, you know what I mean? This guy has a great career, so that way I can say his name and get better at it. Now, nah, our our um our pick from the seventh round, uh, Moro Ajomo. He's a defensive end from Texas. That name sounds like, that is Nigerian or like, your ivory, ivory Coast is all hell. My God. Above Wes's pay grade. I mean, look, dude, everything's above my pay grade, to be completely honest with you. Damn, 6'2", yeah, so. two, two, 292. That's a yeah, It's it's Yeah,
0: it's pretty baffling that you can go from being mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl to being one of the only, I think, three or four teams that pro football focus graded as an A-plus for draft.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's,
0: like, this is usually the shit that we're, like I said, that we're normally bitching about when it comes to other people. Like, man, we can't even get nothing. You got these dudes just oh racking them up.
1: And on top of that. Oh, On top to of that, during during give all it. of this stuff during the draft, we him. pick up a fantastic, fantastic running back in DeAndre Swift.
0: That's the move that never misses.
1: Just saying, dude. It is hilarious because he has, dude. He's messed us up in the last few times we played against him. Like he mm-hmm. is a dude, he is a elusive back. He really is. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this article that talked about having Rashad Penny. You know what I mean? You know who's I mean? basically our heavy hitter? You know what I mean? He he's 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 a one move guy, but he's a downhill trucker. So you have him, and then you got you got Swift. And what is does you this know what I mean? Who is? Oh, dude, it is absolutely. You know what I mean? You got a little bit of thunder and lightning. This this this
0: this takes me back to Super Bowl years when you got Jay Ajayi and uh, uh what's his face? God big boy. Oh, LeGarrette Thunder and Thunder. Thank you. LeGarrette yeah. boy who was the Thunder in that Thunder and Lightning.
1: <laughs> see, see this just shows well, how long I've been I've been paying attention to football. I went back to the 90s. I went back to the mid to late 90s with Thunder and Lightning to where it was yeah. uh Ricky Waters and Charlie Gardner. And,
0: yeah. Yes. But uh so That's the only Thunder and Lightning. That was I know. A, that was a, that was a fantastic
1: uh fantastic trade and um look, they did I a they did an amazing job with the draft. Yeah. They already have Jalen Carter signed. He already signed his rookie contract.
0: Yeah, it was like four years, uh
1: whatever. I forget. But yeah. You know what I mean? We already have we already have, I think, three three or four out of the out of like the seven or eight people that we drafted are already signed.
0: So yeah. that, I mean that's fantastic.
1: That running back room,
0: peanuts, bro. They're getting peanuts. <laughs> like we somehow have the running back room that we have with them making like virtually nothing that counts towards the cap compared yep. to a lot of other teams that like we have so like Howie has left us with so much flexibility. It's, it makes no sense. <laughs> it really makes no sense. Um, but boy, can I not wait to see this thing, to see this thing jump off?
1: One of the best parts for me was Micah Parsons reaction. Hale- because, Because because ma- my stomach. Mainly because it got us what's probably gonna be one of the best memes of the year. With AJ well, Brown with the tissue box. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that shit was so funny. And AJ at one point was like, dude, just come on over. You know you wanna be here. Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: Roger Goodell will do something if somehow the Eagles decide and find a way to trade for Micah Parsons, or if Micah Parsons just like decided to sign here, said fuck it, I don't want
1: to be in Dallas anymore, get me to Philly. They they wouldn't allow that to happen. No, they wouldn't. But at the same time, like yo, we can dream. We can fucking dream. But the way he sees it, but the way he sees
0: it, what is hilarious, and a lot of people really aren't talking about this. Like this is really the sheer genius in all this. Like, of course, Jalen Carter on, on on his own is is insane. He's he's very good, but he's like. The thing that made Michael Parsons so sick is, like, y'all just lost Hargrave because you didn't want to give him, like, the 80 mil, and you just replaced him with a younger, probably better version for less money. Yes. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: like y'all just got better and younger for cheaper. Like, it ain't fair. And he literally said, y'all, it makes me sick to my stomach.
1: (laughs) Yo, he said it made me sick to my stomach, like, five, six times, dude. It was so funny. But, like I said, from that, we got the A.J. Brown meme with the tissue. Mm-hmm. and like dude i've been like i've been seeing it everywhere with um with some of the mvp stuff you know, me happening with the nba we can talk about that but uh yeah that's like i'm loving it i am absolutely loving it the draft was great how did great uh i you got very, very, very excited. you gotta think
0: there's you gotta think there there's probably one more move coming i would imagine he's probably because if i'm not mistaken unless i missed something today I feel like we might be a tiny bit thin at linebacker, but might be. I, I have to look. So I feel like I'd be surprised if he didn't go snag somebody. Um. But outside of that, I mean, dude, what do you want? Pick your poison with how you want to deal with this team. <laughs> Offensively and defensively. Yeah. But um. shit. Yeah. So they did their thing. So while well, Wes looks up that just to make sure whether or not I'm losing my mind, which is no linebacker was cool. definitely
1: one of them. Um,
0: you want me to jump into a little please b-ball action? Let's do it, please. Because this is this is where this is where bread's getting buttered right now, baby. Because we are in
1: playoff basketball. We are. In the we're second gonna go round. good, great, bad. So let's just <laughs> no, not not bad, not bad. Um.
0: So let's, so let's start here. Let's start here because there's no other place to start. And that is your 2023 NBA MVP, Joel Hans Embiid. Let's go, baby. Well-deserved. I'm so happy that's over. And, dude, I'll, dude, I teared up. I teared up watching that video. And I don't know that I would have had the whole team not been there and had had they not celebrated in it with them. Mm-hmm. But man, that was so good to see. Like, to see how much it meant to him. And to see, nobody was buying that shit. Like, I truly do believe that he cares more about a championship than an MVP. But I ain't, there wasn't a soul that believed, the there wasn't a soul that believed that he didn't want that. Yeah. <laughs> like, when he was like, you know, I don't care, you know, it is what it is. Like, you could tell he cared, he wanted, and he came into the season like he cared about it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and man, he's, uh, well well deserved he he ran away with it too it really wasn't even close i think he had like 75 first place votes or something yeah, like that, something like so, that. yeah something he did yeah he did very was, very so well i think he finished first jokic finished second um Janis finished third actually surprised me that Giannis finished third because with with jokic getting you know back yeah, to I think back it was, was it
1: tatum that finished tatum fourth, fourth?
0: yeah that's eh, well deserved that's i'm fine with that um, but I, I'm surprised that Giannis wasn't second. I mean, you're literally talking about the best player on the best team in the entire league wire to wire. So it did kind yeah, of shock that he didn't get. They got this thing with, um, with the Joker, man. They just, they, it's these fucking advanced stats that like, put it this way. Have you watched him play?
1: You Honestly, him play, like, I have
0: not. You've watched him play against us though. Yes. Like yeah, you've seen him play yeah. against us. Okay. So there's nothing you watch him play. There's nothing you can say about the offensive side of the ball. He is everything and more. He is he scores. It's crazy, motherfucker. Like I say, I say it all the time. Motherfucker can't jump onto a curb yet. Yeah, you can't stop him, but he can. He can shoot. He is a brilliant passer for a center. Brilliant passer. And he rebounds like a motherfucker. Defensively, he's cheeks. He's ass. There is nothing you watch that tells anybody can give him anything they want. Yet, if you look at some of the Advanced stats that they keep on these players that some that some of the, some of which have driven him winning the last two MVPs if you look at those stats and you drag them out like and you go back a little bit it they literally bear out that he is by far and a way the best defender in the NBA in like the last 50 years. Because it's these goofy, it's these goofy stats that literally, to me, I I don't know what these stats are, but I attribute to them to like those weird things that they throw out sometimes. They're like, oh, the Sixers are definitely going to win because you know they've never lost a game on a Sunday when it's a waxing moon on the second of November when Joel Embiid drinks a smoothie. Like it's those stupid stats that people keep. But uh, so yeah, it, it, it's it's shot. That's how he gets what he gets. But anyway, so. We started there, Joel Embiid, absolutely well deserved. And uh now let's get to the game. So uh game one, we didn't have Joe because no, he's been he out still... he's been out with the LCL sprain. Yep. Um, to which a lot of people seem to be saying that, you know, that there have been people like you know, Skip Bayless who's you know, love him or hate him. He's pretty well connected and usually when he says something you can take it to the bank like he doesn't just kind of throw shit out there outside of his wild takes about michael jordan and tom brady and all that when it comes to you know anyone that he's not topping off every day um he said that he uh, that's what i was getting at (laughs) that um he uh he said that he's spoken to a source very close to the situation in philly that says that it is not a sprain that he actually has a tear of his LCL and that even if he did play, he'd be probably about 30% of his usual capabilities. So we'll see, you know, obviously that'll bear out in the, in the, uh, in the off season. Cause they said it would probably require a little, little cleanup, little cleanup little top, surgery. A little net. Uh, so, you know, so we'll see. So we did not have him for game one and I'm not going to lie to you. My hopes were not all that high because Boston, it is what it is. Boston has had our number for the last number of years. Um, you know there's nothing that told you that James Harden would be able to turn turn back the hands of time you know we hadn't seen it so you know i figured the best i figured the best case scenario is we get we squeak out a lucky win because either Maxi goes off or you know tobias goes off or something like that or i was like what what was more likely i was like that we lose, but by a very slim margin. And that would have even been was thinking if been good we for would, us. We on the same was thinking was
1: little bit of would little we of a little on the thing saying we kept it close without the most impactful player see and I bit of a I and of and I agree. of you know, when I think of those
0: scenarios, I of to climb out of our viewpoint and of the Celtics. And it's like if, if you're the if and you a little bit you a a close a that's going to be in there. Or you win a close game. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, without joke. That's going to be in your head like, man, we just squeaked this out. And a dude that we know can generally sleepwalk to 30 wasn't even in. What my fear was, was we were going to, we'll get to it in a minute, but what happened in game two would happen in game one. That was my fear because you win, you lose by 30 or 40, then Boston can be like, we win that game even if Joel Embiid's in there. Yeah, we are like we're up by we're fine. Like we, we could we cooked them. But no, James Harden turned the, back the hands of time, and he turned into Houston Harden. Gave you forty five, tied his career high, dude. Um, he was sensational.
1: Like, <laughs> it was it was fantastic, man. Um, so yeah, let's James Harden forty five points, thirty nine minutes. Uh, on top of you know what I mean six assists. Um, you had Tyrese Maxey, who gave you twenty six. He was plus twelve. Four steals, two assists, uh, and then you had Paul Reed who stepped up huge, absolutely. Paul, Paul huge. Reed, I like. I'm. There, he had. Four. There isn't a single thing that I can say bad about this guy, man.
0: He had. I can. Say, I can say one thing, but then I can quickly get out of it. So let let's start with this. So four clutch free throws at the end of that game. He yes. had and. It has nothing to do with whether or not I think he's capable. I don't remember if I – I don't think I was texting you and Clyburn at that time. I think I was still texting with RJ. And both times he stepped up for both of those shots, I texted RJ immediately said, no way he makes both of these. Maybe one out of two, but no way he makes both. Not that I don't think he's capable, but you generally don't see guys that have not – he is not used to that moment. For mm-hmm. that moment to be on his shoulders, game one, hostile territory against a team that routinely has been crushing you in the postseason. You don't have your best player, and it's up to you to knock down free throws to one, get you first time to get you within one, and then to put essentially put the game out of reach unless you make commit a stupid foul on a three, you're making a two possession game. Yep. So that huge spot. I was like, and I wouldn't have killed him if he missed one. i have been mean, like, I expected that. I mean, that's a, that's a, there's, That's a lot of load load to carry. Put it it this way. Um, Giannis wouldn't have made all four. And Giannis is great. I'm not knocking Giannis. It is what it is. Giannis wouldn't have made both. LeBron wouldn't have made both. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or all four, I should say. Um, You saw a lot of things come out in that game one that showed that we did the right things in the off season. So the fact that they had enough trust to stick with Paul Reed instead of going out and getting another backup center trying to bring back, bring back, excuse me, you know, uh, Andre Drummond or, or something like that, you know, they they trusted in what they had in Paul Reed, so that was good. P.J., this series is exactly what you got P.J. Tucker for. You know how I know? That first game, zero field goal attempts. You think that was 37 by 37 minutes. They said, I want, and you know why that is? I guarantee you the team said, not that they don't think he's capable of hitting corner threes. They probably said, you know, if you're open for a corner three, sure, they'll look at you. But other than that, I don't worry. I don't want you to worry about shit on the offensive end. I want 37 or however many minutes you play of pure hell on Jalen Brown or whoever the hell you're guarding. If they get by you, I want them to feel you. And then not only that, the biggest reason we got PJ Tucker is the clips that came from that sideline between him uh courtside sorry between him and paul reed did you see that no i didn't catch that so there was a there was that spree we were probably because well they didn't pick it up on the actual broadcast someone caught it uh i guess from like a, a fan's phone or something like that but um that one that one spot that drove us nuts when Al Horford or whoever they got like five consecutive offensive rebounds on the same play yeah. that ended with towards the end of the game in crunch time that ended with an Al Horford bucket and that was Paul Reed under there when they get back to the bench PJ Tucker was the look on his face was terrifying and you can read his <laughs> lips and he was just he was just mugging Paul Reed and said what the fuck you talking about n-word at the end of it (laughs) like he said what the fuck you talking about and then Tyrese uh brought it up at the postgame presser uh Tyrese Maxey he said because they asked him about it they said what happened between Tuck and Paul Reed and he said well y'all remember that flurry where he didn't you know he said he was like I honestly thought that PJ was about to grab him up out his jersey like they said PJ looked at him and said if you don't, gra- and he they said he was starting as fuck. They, he said he looked right at him and said, If you don't grab the next two fucking offensive, the next two rebounds, we're going to have a fucking conversation that you don't want to have. And, and Tyree said, Sure as shit, Paul Reed grabbed those next two rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> and there's two things that are great about that. One, that is absolutely why PJ Tucker's here accountability accountability, hold a motherf- no matter who you are. I don't care if you've everyone. been here for two minutes or 20 years, accountability. And two, what was great is that Paul Reed took it and he took it the right way. He harnessed it. He ate that shit. And then he went and did what he had to do. If that's Ben Simmons, he's calling his agent and he's complaining. Oh God. <laughs> he's calling yeah. his agent.
1: Like it's straight up. It, it is. There is no way PJ Tucker would be able to be on the same team as Ben Simmons. It wouldn't work. It would not no. work at all <laughs> because, P- dude, PJ Tucker—he he would be, look at him sideways. <laughs> he would be getting into it more with Ben than anybody. Yeah, and absolutely. Anybody? You want to talk about somebody so, who wants to hold people accountable? Yeah. So that's Paul Reed
0: and Tuck right there. The Anthony Melton. I was looking. I was looking at Alex after like his whatever quarter he went points. haywire in he went like haywire in one of the quarters. He the had third. like 12 or 14 in one quarter Was the third, and he was bombing threes. And I, I turned to Alex, I turned to my wife at one point in this thing. And I looked at him and I was like, I, 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 I love and wish him best. I love Matisse. I really do. And I hope to God that he ends up taking his game to the next level. But I looked at Alex and I was like, every time De'Anthony Melton hits a three, it makes me miss Matisse less and less. Because you are not, we've said it a million times, you are not getting a big drop off defensively, but you're getting a you're massive so increase. Much. Massive increase on the offensive side of the ball. Massive increase. Matisse Theibel, as of right now, I can confidently say, will never have... He may never have a another game in his career where he puts up as many points as DeAnthony Melton put up in that one quarter. Because that's just not his bag. That's not what he does, as of right now. Hopefully that changes, but anyway... So DeAnthony Melton did his damn thing. Uh, uh, Tyrese Maxey did his thing. Tobias stepped up. But we said it all the time. 18. When Tobias when Tobias can go from that fourth option to at least the second or third, he can do the thing. It's just he's Dude, a rhythm he, guy I and mean, when he's he not just, in his rhythm,
1: he's he was shy right. He is,
0: pr- bright, he, is pr- he is pretty much automatic when he can get that ball down low and just mm-hmm. you always see him and you know the spot he's working to and it's like if he can just get to that spot, he's going to hit you with that little He's gonna hit you with that little drop step, turn
1: over the shoulder, that little Jimmy from like six, seven feet out. <laughs> so real quick before we get off of this game, can we talk real quick about that James Harden crossover? Oh God, was that was on? Was it on? Who's it on?
0: I forget who it was on. Who's boy, got the he black one?
1: Who was that? Is
0: that Brown? It was Jalen Brown. It was Jalen Brown. Yeah. yeah, it was Jalen Brown. Oh, he cooked. Yo, him. he f- <laughs> he cooked. Him. He
1: sat the fuck down.
0: <laughs> yeah. He cooked them. So and not only that, like, you you know, you got and then James Harden hit. You know, it, it's not like, you know, James Harden gave you 45 and we had all this and we were able to maintain a lead all the way through, albeit slim. Like, no, we needed him to hit a step back jumper over Al Horford to seal the damn game. And, and it, well, no, so just to give us the lead. And then we needed Paul Reed to seal the game. Yeah, so you needed all of that. So you got that in game one with and only now eight comes, players.
1: They only used he, eight players in that first game. Mm-hmm.
0: And then you get to game two. This is where we need to have a little bit of a discussion because I see people wildly, wildly uh, going a little too crazy over this game two. Um, you know, I, I've never seen people act so irrationally over one loss, which is so crazy. Because the main question when going into the game was should Joel Embiid play? Because the news came out that he was going to play. Yes. And everybody, honestly, myself included, even thought with that game one win, you just bought Joe another another day to yeah. sit and get a little bit healthier. But you know, then the more you think about it, it's like let's be real and let's be really real. Now, did anyone of now we got bombed by forty, basically forty? Let's just get that out right out the gate. One twenty one eighty seven was the final. Did anyone did I think that we were going to get bombed by forty? No. Did I have? Any faith at all that we were going to win that game? No, with Joe, without Joe, no chance we were going to win that game. History bears it out. You, you, you just look. They not only history,
1: it. yeah, dude. They the, said it. They said it all fifth, throughout the telecast. Yeah, this
0: is not, Yeah, it was up until that game. It was fourteen straight. That hmm. a team that dropped game one at home has come back and win the second one. Teams just don't lose two at home. You just don't
1: losing. Yes, yeah, yeah l- losing two at home in the beginning of the series is it a just, very, it yeah, it's it's just, very yeah. Very, it's very very it's rare. It doesn't
0: happen. It's it 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 doesn't happen. So now the Sixers, with saying that. Oh, go ahead,
1: go ahead. With saying that, like we we were easily just the absolute worst when it came down to shooting. It was, a, it was a
0: terrible shooting. It was a terrible shooting night. 39%, shooting dude. Night.
1: That's what it was. 39%. Now, here's 31 for now, 79.
0: Now, here's where it gets a little bit unfortunate. I can I will apply that to every single person on our team except James Harden. Because that James Harden, unfortunately, is more of who James Harden is in the playoffs than that game one. 0 for 6, which is a little scary. Which is a little scary. But like the two for fourteens, like that's a normal James Harden thing in the postseason. That's been the one knock on him. So Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like, oh, you know, the whole team. Like I, I was shocked when I mean, he look, did what I, he did in game one.
1: I mean, look, I was but, look, the the 45 in game one is absolutely what we needed. You know what I mean? It was it was yeah. the you know I mean, he 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 knew that he was the guy brought in for this reason. Mm. And he took the reins, handled it. Game one was done. Game two, yeah, you're right. Went, went more to what everybody everybody thinks of with playoff Harden. My biggest thing that I'm looking at with this is, like, again, like, for me, I always look at plus minus. Because for me, plus minus tells a lot more than oh, yeah. give, me, give me that a handful it's of like other the, things. It's like the game within the game. <laughs> Tucker, minus 19. Harris, minus 21. Well, Embiid, minus 23. Maxi 25. Harden, minus you, when 21. When you lose...
0: When you lose by forty, those numbers are going to happen. <laughs> so, oh, I you know. know what I mean? <laughs> but but, but, but dude, I agree.
1: Fifteen. We used fifteen players this game as opposed to eight in the last game, right? Mm-hmm. Not a single player is in the positives on our team yeah. with this game. Everybody's yeah. in the negatives. The yeah. worst being negative twenty. Uh, give me twenty-five, and the. you mean the one that wasn't probably the least bad was Springer. Who was yeah. minus two, but I mean, even so, he only gave you three points in ten minutes. And it's, and, mean, it's so. and it's
0: and it's funny, put it this way. We were so egregiously bad in that game that Jaden Springer's minus two and the fact that he had three points. I saw so many tweets that were like, At least I can say I was there for the Jaden Springer game. <laughs> <laughs> like normally when people like normally when people say that like oh i was blessed to see the yeah. steph curry game it means like he sh- he scored like 60 points or some shit yeah but yeah, brother, three, game was hit, like was, was three points and, and and a minus two but here's where people are going overboard everyone was looking at it and and i and i i get it because maybe that could have you know maybe that could have been the case people are looking at it as the Sixers playing Joel Embiid squandered an opportunity for a little bit of mind games with Boston, because even if you lose the game, which again, you are probably going to anyway. So if you lose that game, you're one, one, you've still done your job. You know, all your job is when you when you don't have home court is you got to steal one on the road. We managed to do that yes. immediately. So we did our job. So if you don't play Joe and they win, you go back to Philly. He still hasn't played yet, so Boston doesn't know what they're going to see, because they haven't played him yet in the series. It's we're going to get the home cooking, plus he's going to be given his MVP award in the building right before the game. So you know the building is going to be raucous. It's going to be chaos up in there. It's going to be and loud. then and like then they're like you know that would and then they're thinking that it's going to lead to a fifty point blowout to the Celtics. And it's like okay, pause for a second here. That is actually not the best route because. The game that you just got from Joel Embiid is the game you were gonna get
1: on Friday on, if that on, was his first game.
0: Like the dude hasn't played in a couple weeks, and mm-hmm. then is jumping right into not normal basketball but playoff basketball against a team that he's one and nine in his last ten games against. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're talking about something that a normal circumstance will be increased minutes for yeah, the starting exactly.
0: five. Exactly, exactly. So would you rather? the Joel Embiid shake the rust off game B game two in Boston, when you've already done your job by winning game one, or do you want that, that rusty Joel Embiid in game three in game three, when you absolutely need games three and four, I'm not going to be, I'm I'm picking, I'm going to pick the Sixers no matter what, because that's my team, but I'll tell you what, I'd be way more confident leaving Philadelphia three, one than two, two. <laughs> yes. Because yes. I don't like our chances of trying to steal another one in Boston. I don't want to have to. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a it's a tough place to play. Now, maybe not lately, which is hilarious for, <laughs> for a lot of people at TD Garden. But, um, you know, we'll get to that in a minute when we go around the world in sports. But I think it's a great thing that, that they played him because he got to knock some of that rust off. Um, he did. He he came out of the game looking fine. He he didn't look like he was laboring. He didn't get. He didn't re injure anything. Nah. he knocked some of the. Rust I mean, that off. So fucking. Think, dude, that
1: brace is massive, man. You see is? That and thing he sure is, and
0: he also and he also has to get used to playing with that. Look how many times yeah. he was going down and readjusting it and readjusting yep. it. So like, g- getting all those things out in a game that you were going to lose anyway is such a better idea than than waiting until you're home when you need that game. Like you, you you can't have Joel Embiid scoring 15 points at home. You can't, no, can't have, can't have it. Can't, not in, not unless it's made up with Maxi or Tobias dropping forty. That's the only way. Like yeah, you need to have a legend that.
1: legendary night from somebody else. Yes.
0: Um. So I, you know, I'm look. I am very, very, very confident. Very, very confident that that uh that we're in good shape because, like I said, we we did our job. They didn't. True. They they were supposed to come out of there up 2-0. We were supposed to come out of there one one.
1: And honestly, without and Joe 1-1-1. in the first game, I like we said, like, like when we first started talking about the Sixers, if it was a close game and we lost, okay, still, still, still a win. It's still kind in, of a, a win in a way. In a yeah. way, but when we actually steal one, that was huge. Let's do it. That was that was Let's absolutely go.
0: huge. Um, so looking forward. We so we got game. We got game three tomorrow night, uh, in Philly. And uh, I believe that'll be the game that Joe gets his MVP trophy handed to him. Right? That's what I've heard um, as well. So, you know, hopefully, you know, that's enough right there to get them going. Like I said, he's already gotten to knock some of the rust off. And, dude, he was great defensively. Yes. he's an animal. Dude, he st- Four blocks in the first half. Five? Oh, five? yeah, he did get five. Yeah, My t- bad Fuck. T- t- uh, Tied Anthony Davis for most blocks in a half this postseason. Damn. Um, yeah, so... You know, I I wish they would have played game two a little differently. Like, if I were Doc, I don't know that he didn't say this, so I'm I'm not necessarily going to get on him. But, like, if I were Doc or or even some of the players, I would have emphasized, like, even though Joe's coming back, even if I were Joe, I I may have gone up to Harden and been like, hey, let's still play this game like y'all played the first one. Let's run everything through you. I'll get my feet wet. You know, I'll do my shit on the defensive end. I'll get my touches. But let's, you know, you were cooking last game. Let's see if we can keep that going. And then if I need to take over, do my thing in the fourth quarter, I'll do it then. You know, let's not do that thing where we force feed me the ball. And they didn't really force feed him the ball, but I, I wish they would have, you know, Harden goes from getting 45 points to how many field goal attempts did he have in that game? Nine? Yeah. What was yeah, it? Yeah, it wasn't
1: much. On a it,
0: it wasn't a lot. Harden,
1: it was, Uh, it was 2 for 14 field uh, free throws, 8 for 10. It'd be two for fourteen. That's two yeah, for fourteen field I mean, goals. Oh for six for three pointers. Yeah, yeah. But, uh,
0: but anyway, I'm look. I'm I'm confident that uh, you know they can do what they got to do. And and now you know now it's our job to uh, handle our business, which means you know if we go back to Boston tied two two,
1: we did not do our job. No. If we Hell go no, we need to be up three one to do. We need to be up three yeah. one to have that game go back to Boston, which we knew was going to happen regardless. And you know I mean, with that loss yeah. yesterday, you know I mean, we knew for a fact it had to go back to Boston for five, if, if if anything. Yeah, but
0: but yeah, I'm I'm feeling good, and uh, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. So there's definitely some noteworthy things we can talk about from around the world of sports. Um, we let's. So why don't we start with, you know, hockey? Actually, would be a little interesting to start with because I will tell you this. So this is where it actually gets really fun, even when the Flyers aren't involved talking about sports, because while hockey is, I think it's pretty easy to say as far as national popularity goes, it is probably easily the fourth out of the four major sports. Yes. Is what it is. But playoff hockey, I don't think there is a single sport outside of hockey that has the parity that hockey has, and that's what makes their playoffs great because literally just in the first round, you had four game sevens. Because everything is really that tight in basketball, you can always have that one team that has two or three of the top ten players mm-hmm. on that team. You know how many how many years now? Again, it was I guess it was kind of fine for me because it was my favorite player and my second favorite team. But like the Golden State Warriors when Kevin Durant joined, however many years he was there. Barry injury, that was a foregone conclusion. There was no point in watching the playoffs. And that's how it bared out. They won both they won both championships while he was healthy. The only one they lost, which they would have won, is when he got hurt. So it literally made the playoffs unwatchable because you knew you knew before it started who was gonna win.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: the only way you were gonna tune in is if somebody got hurt. Hockey, you don't have that. Like the teams are so tight. Like you don't have a a Crosby and Ovechkin, they're not even in the fucking playoffs, but you don't have a Crosby <laughs> and Ovechkin on the same team or Matthews and McDavid on like these guys are going against each other. So you had four game sevens in the first round. Um, but the big one that we have to talk about that's gonna that brings Wes and I and everyone in Philadelphia the most joy is that I fucking called it and I loved it. And I wish I had the balls to have made this my hot take before the playoffs even started. Because when the Boston Bruins set the NHL regular season record this year for the most wins, I told RJ immediately. I said, they're going to do what the Golden State Warriors did when they went 73 and 9 breaking the bulls record in i forget what year it was they made it all the way to the championship and
1: lost didn't that happen with the caps like last year or 2 years ago they got they got routed it was the year after they won the the cup they di- they, they i don't they had i that, don't believe they had that like epic season with like all yeah, those wins
0: I don't believe they set the record, but they did win the president's trophy. And that is something that it's, it's the president's trophy curse right now. I believe this is now a decade strong that the president's trophy winners have lost at some point, uh, be it, you know, at some point in the postseason they've lost. But I told RJ, I was like, it would be hilarious if they lost in the first round, it would be, I, I want them to lose regardless. And I think they will, but it would be hilarious if they lost in the first round, they get up three games to one on Florida. And then Florida just goes boom, 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 including winning game seven in overtime in Boston. And just the the little, like the minute details make this so much better because while the Bruins were busy setting the record for most regulation wins in the history of the league, the Florida Panthers were literally scratching and clawing on the last day of the season to get in. And I believe, I'd have to look back and check, but I believe there was a 40 plus Point difference in the standings between the Bruins and the Panthers. Wow. Because think about it. The, the the Panthers were literally in like cr- scratch to get in the very last day, and the Bruins had the most wins ever. <laughs> so it makes sense. So that was fantastic. That was fantastic to see. That was probably the biggest story coming out of uh coming out of hockey. My pick to go all the way is the Oilers. I thought the only team that had a chance to take out the Oilers was the Avalanche. They got upset by Seattle.
1: Cracking, baby! Crackin'. Release cr- the Kraken!
0: Yeah. You know what hurts about that, and even like Vegas for that. Well, I'm not going to say Vegas so much right now because they've been able to do a lot of things. They've this is like their seventh year at this point. But the Kraken, this is their second year. Like, think about what a what an expansion team is. You are selecting players that other teams are allowing you to take because they're saying we're fine. We because, don't want them. We don't. We don't need them. No, we don't need, no, we so don't need them are, at all. So you just took out the defending champs with basically a misfit team of players that nobody wanted. Meanwhile, the Flyers are stuck, and these are all players that they wanted that they chose, and we can't even make the playoffs. Yep. The only thing I don't want to look at, and I told Alex, I was like, I can't look at whoever's leading Seattle in points because I swear to God, if it's whoever they took from the Flyers, I'll cry. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't remember who they took. I feel like it was... uh... Actually, I I, I feel like it was... uh... It was either Lezinski, Tanner Lezinski, or I forget. But anyway, uh, so that's what's going on. You know, that's what's going on in hockey. You got um, what's going on in uh, anything in basketball that's super pressing right now? I can't
1: really think. Bucks.
0: I mean, I mean yeah, the Bucks. Yeah, Mike Budenholzer. The yeah, the fucks. The fucks. I'll tell you what, teams are getting way too comfortable. We're with just firing motherfuckers with firing coaches that won you a championship like the second you don't make it back to another championship it's crazy like the bucks just won what 2 years ago or last year who the fuck when did the fuck the bucks win who won last year last year
1: what was last it was last what? year phoenix
0: no last year was golden state last year was golden state um so 2 years ago was milwaukee then so either way regardless the dude's taken you to how many deep runs in the postseason, and then he wins you one a couple years ago? Uh, yeah, I know it was Golden State last year because everyone was talking about how this was, like, the worst, uh, thus far, like, the worst championship defense of any, like, NBA champion or whatever. Um, but Milwaukee definitely, I think, won two years ago. So, yeah, him getting fired is, is, is pretty crazy. Um. The fact that Jimmy Butler did what he did, you know, putting that team on his back to even get them to win that series is pretty fucking phenomenal.
1: So um, the flyer that they got from us was not the number one scorer. Thankfully. I will say. Please that. tell me he's somewhere like way down there. Uh I need to I I need to do a little more research on that one. I found his name, so now I need to find where he is. No, their number one scorer was Jared McCann, who's a left winger. Uh so he who did who did points. they take from us? It wasn't lazinski Uh Nah, it was... How'd you say it? Lazinski? No, it, no, it's Twarinski? Carson... Car, Carson Twarinski. Yeah.
0: yeah. Twarinski, yeah, that's who they took. All right, thank God he ain't leading. That'd make me really cry. <laughs> like on some real tears. Um.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. He's not even he on their squad to... no more.
0: He's not? Oh, okay.
1: All right. That actually makes me feel a little bit better. Um. Yeah, okay. I don't see him at all.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Look, man. Honestly, good for the fucking Kraken, man. Knock him out. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's it's going. Let's fucking go, bud. It's going pretty quick, but dude, like, I had, uh, and I meant to message you this. So last weekend, I had arguably, and I think I may even be comfortable enough to say, the greatest sports weekend I've ever had, that had nothing to do with anything Philadelphia related. That's like everything I want. So. Obviously, I always have a second team, as most people do in every sport. Steph Curry is my favorite basketball player. So if the Sixers are out, you know, I'm all I'm all Steph. Um, He drops 50, which is the most in a game seven in NBA history. He drops 50 to beat. uh, I forget who they were playing, honestly, at that time. But oh, the Sacramento Kings. He does that that night. The very next night, the Bruins lose and go home in game seven. And then the very next night, the Rangers lose and go home in seven. I was like, this is the greatest. This is the greatest sports we got in my life. That doesn't have anything to do with Philadelphia. I love it. <laughs> it's like it's it's just fantastic. I absolutely love it. And then and then Philadelphia wins game one. <laughs> yes. In Boston. Yeah. On top but of dude, it. I was like, dude, one one can only come so much. Come on.
1: <laughs> but uh,
0: I'm drained. <laughs>
1: but um. all right. So now I need to know about a hot take from you. A hot take from me. OK. Hot take.
0: Let me think. I'm trying to think of who's all playing right now. Uh, hot take. All right. Actually, you know what my hot take is. Mm. Actually, I don't even necessarily know there would be a hot take. I was gonna say that Joe's gonna drop forty in game three, but that might not actually be a hot take with all the buzz that's gonna be in that arena. That? That,
1: that, that don't sound that hot. Um, Mildly tepid.
0: Hot take. All right. Actually, you know what my hot take is: mm. the Florida. We're gonna have to wait a couple of weeks to see this bear out, but the Florida Panthers will represent the East in the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay.
1: Which I'm would be crazy w-
0: to think, considering I said they literally scratched and clawed yes. to make the at the very last day.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm and I'm kind of running with you on um, not necessarily with Florida, but I am I am sticking in the NHL because oh. I think that I think that Seattle is going to beat Dallas. I think that Seattle is going to move to the next round.
0: That's where it ends, though. But that's fine.
1: I'm with I didn't that. say I'm not talking about. It. Look, <laughs> look. I need like to see that. who they play in the next round. Then I'll go ahead and bring that one up. But guess what? Right now, it's it's uh Dallas, yeah. and we know we know us in Dallas. We say fuck Dallas. We hate Dallas. We don't want nothing to do with Dallas. So guess what? The only Dallas we like is Dallas Goddard. So guess what? <laughs> it's, it's true. We gonna be we. It's very true. Seattle, Kraken. All right. It 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 it's gonna be Seattle and Seattle and six. Okay, Seattle and six. And they are up
0: 1-0 right now, right? They, they sure. won the first game, I believe. Okay. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it bears out because actually it's not – even though I'm still picking them, it's actually technically – Yes, yeah, Seattle, so yeah, for... Seattle's in the lead. Technically, if you want to look at it game by game, I'm so far off my pick because Edmonton dropped game one to Vegas 6-4, I think. I'm still not even remotely worried, but, you know, we'll see how that well, that's goes. because but... it's Connor McDavid. Why don't you? Uh, yeah. Well, Leon Dreisaitl scored fucking four goals that game. <laughs> and, and you know what's crazy? It's speaking of Seattle playing uh um Dallas. So Jace uh uh Pavelski, who's on uh who's on Dallas, eh? he's constantly getting head injuries in the playoffs. Like it happens all the time, and it happened to him again this year. He missed almost the entire first round. His first game back was game one. Now, granted, they lost. They scored four goals. He had all four of them. Pavelski scored all four goals in that game. First game back from a head
1: injury. <laughs> That's crazy. And something's got to be wrong with his head. You know I mean, if he scores four like that, you know what I mean? Come on. Right. All right, y'all. Let me let y'all know how you can get a hold of us. First and foremost, you can hit us up on email, which is PhillyGrit7 at gmail.com. Then you can hit us up at one of our two, or both, doesn't matter, uh, social media sites. We have our Twitter, which is PhillyGrit7. And then we also have our Instagram, which is At PhillyGrit7. I appreciate y'all. Well, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. So, we're going to start this off by saying, let's go fucking Sixers. Let's get it going. You know what I mean? We got to get yeah. that. Hell yeah. Stay fly. Stay fresh. Stay fucking fantastic. And as always, y'all stay fucking Philly, baby. Hey, Brady.